Hello everyone and welcome in to Black Girl Brunch. Again, my name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we are so happy to be back. We are recording remotely. We got a little three-way situation going on. We got Eric, we got Sabria, we got me. And we are so happy to be back. Like, ugh, how do you feel? I feel good. I feel ready to rock. I feel ready to go. I feel fucking ready to go. I'm ready to <laughs> fucking rock. That's how I feel. <laughs> but then as like I miss this, um, so much has happened. Like so much has happened. <laughs> Not Eric putting a laugh emoji. Um, so much has happened. Like Blue Ivy has won a Grammy. Countless awards. <laughs> I, oh yeah. So we did mention that we were remote. Um, so guys, please bear with us. Y'all about to hear a few mishaps. We didn't we didn't invest it in the microphones, but we still live in the hood, so you will hear the hood. Like you're gonna hear motorbikes, you're gonna hear sirens. You might hear my dog bark. <laughs> you're gonna hear yelling, you're gonna hear my alarm, you're gonna hear my neighbor screaming. Like these are all the antics that I'm sure you guys want to hear anyway, because <laughs> of it, y'all just want us back and y'all don't give a damn who you hear in the back. So there is that. But um we just wanna say thank you to everybody for continuing to support us or not and holding us down like i cannot um believe that i just was on the soundcloud and i cannot believe that our listens skyrocketed up to by by four thousand listeners so the total of the the latest episode had over eight thousand that is incredible that's incredible man we averaged like eight thousand, and you know we'll get into why we chose why we had to stop for a second but i i'm spreading knows like we're always afraid of like oh damn like people gonna think we're not consistent people gonna think this and the other but instead y'all just showered us in so much like love and like what the fuck did we do to get so lucky to have people to do that for us like y'all really fuck with us huh because like, i just felt in my heart that like i don't know i just really feel like we have a really solid thing and like this chemistry like you can't buy you can't buy bro (laughs) so you really can't buy because even off the mic we are still you know blacker like even the way that um that iman and i talk like we still talk like you know like black or bunch and it just feels like natural um so i just feel like it's just something that cannot be taken away um from us and what i think i'm most proud of is like the fact that we've kind of cultivated like a little like safe community you know it really warms my heart when i see like listeners talking to each other without me and sabria being present like yes. y'all don't need to do that the whole point of this was to create a space where people felt safe and like like-minded people felt like they can talk and have somebody silly and quirky but mm-hmm. also very social justice oriented to talk to and that just goes to show like i said to sabria like the brand is strong the community is strong and we really appreciate you guys and it reminds me of when beyonce said nothing real can be threatened her (laughs) that's the one and the two right (laughs) so like just to get into why we um why we went missing like i guess that's pretty important well some of you know because we have been doing we did a black girl brunch live Mm -hmm. we did a clubhouse never the fuck again never again i'm never (laughs) doing that shit again 
And that's not to be taken, like, if you were in that clubhouse, we really do appreciate you. Like, shouts to people who participated, yes. took themselves off. But the best part about a podcast is that, like, it's just two people talking. When you start adding four, five, six people in the mix, oh, my God, we got into a whole thing about Kanye West. And, but like, in, in reality, if it was just us two, we would have spent five minutes talking about it. But it ended up being a whole hour thing. So clubhouse is a cool space, but it's not for me because it's just too much. It's like a big party line. It's very Yeah, cool. not for me either like we like uh, I can say that you as well we get overwhelmed um, really quickly and also it's just because like not to make it seem like we like Siamese twins or anything but like I just feel like we have a certain chemistry and like even we can tell when the next person is ready to move on um, Mm -hmm. from something and we also we talk about like before we even recorded this we um, met with each other and we were talking about you know the out um, Iman was like writing down the outline of the show and we just like I don't know even um, with this um, it might be a little harder to tell when the next person is moving on because we can't see each other Um, but uh, I feel like we know when the next one is like okay like we have just little cues where it's like we're ready to move on Um, but you can't really get that on Clubhouse, Clubhouse because sometimes the people that you know, I mean, in the group, you don't know them personally. Right. So, right. you know, and you don't want people to feel left out. So it just was just, it was a bit overwhelming. Yeah, I feel like we are the type of people, like, we're going to create space for you to talk. And because we are so dedicated to that, it can end up being really draining because it's like, if we're going to do it, we want to hear everyone's voice. But mm-hmm. let's not pretend like that's not energy. So Clubhouse was a no, but Instagram Live, we love we'll continue to hop on and do those because that is some type of like connection engagement that like that was one of the great things that was birthed out of the panty we'll continue to do that but Mm-hmm. The reason why we're mentioning all this is because we we talked about it there. We talked about it a little bit on social media. I got into a car accident in January, and it really rattled me, literally and figuratively. <laughs> like, it rattled my insides, and it rattled me, like, emotionally to the point where I just did not want to get in a car. Like, I'm still feeling a little PTSD from that accident, just getting in my car. You know, I'm moving on because that's what I have to do. But um, it's been really rough. Uh, and Sabria had dealt with a really crazy um, allergic reaction um, from a retinol that she used. And it really broke. It just put her in a lot of pain, discomfort. Her face was having, like, some issues. It was so bizarre. Like, because I never break out or anything. And it's crazy because, like, I still see areas in my face that are, like, different because of the retinol that are, like, a little bit more sensitive. Um and I was broke out basically for like, cause like it started at the end of December and it was like basically all of January. Um, so yeah, that was really chaotic. And I, it was like, I was in a lot of pain, like even to like talk and stuff like that. It just was so painful. We were down bad in January. <laughs> Yeah, it was like that moment where everybody prayed for 2021 to come just for it to get here. <laughs> and January was a fucked up time for both of us. Like we was it, down. It was yeah. like you cannot deny the mental, the mental impact of stuff like that too. Like you know, getting hit, going through an accident, having an allergic reaction, and not realizing what's happening. All while still dealing with pandemic, still dealing with real life. It was like time for a break. Like we had to do it. Um, I'm happy we did it because I do, I've come back and I feel so energized. Like I missed this, which is a sign that you know we're supposed to be doing it. Exactly. And, 
what we came up with, we really, really resisted the remote shit for a long time because we just were so fixed in the way we were doing things. We liked being in the studio, me, Eric, Sabria, like three amigos just edit. But we do understand now that like, we have to just, we have to be agile and this will only benefit us in the future because who knows if Sabrina and I will always stay in Philly. Who knows if Eric will always stay in Philly, but it's awesome to, you know, have the flexibility now to do this from home. So the chemistry, like, is still going to be there because mm-hmm. that's just, that's how we do, you know, that's how, that's us. That's just <laughs> Period. us. Also, it's like, it's kind of, it's not kind of, it's actually really fun having your own microphone. <laughs> it's so fun having your own <laughs> See, we love we love gadgets. Like both of us love things, and I feel like we were the best people to get a microphone because as soon as I got that joint, I'm like, yo, I'm about to start singing. Like I'm about to just start making an EP. It's so fun, and also like it made me want another. Cause like the one we have is like a um like a radio one, so it's like on a stand-in um thing. And I'm like low key. I kind of want like a microphone, like you know, the one that you can move around with. Oh <laughs> no, bro! You need the stationary one. I can see you doing so. I feel like you be in the kitchen, like making a PB and J. You definitely need the stationary one. Everybody who's ever watched the Black Girl Brunch Live knows how Sabria will move and wiggle and just do all these things. So I'm like, no, she needs the stationary mic. It's funny because I literally just had to get up because I um because my I didn't realize I'm, the sun was going down and I just was sitting here and my room was dark as fuck. I'm like, I look like a creep. I'm just sitting. <laughs> I'm in my living room and it's wild because I'm near the door. I'm just like low-key very nervous that one of my neighbors are gonna start their shit. And they when I tell y'all when they, they get started, they like pump it louder. Like they get loud as fuck. So it's not my fault. Like that's why I just keep telling myself it won't be my fault if one of my neighbors start to fight on a porch again. Like it's just not my like y'all just sorry, don't have to hear yo. it. I'm sorry. I just I just saw what it cause you all know on Zoom you could have a chat. And Eric said I would be cooking and watching TV during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy on the cooking. I would be cooking, but not watching TV. I can't concentrate, but no. I definitely be cooking. I can picture it now. But also, <laughs> y'all might hear a cameo from Rocco. So remember, remember. <laughs> I know he just got in, he got in a lot of trouble um, <laughs> because he was barking at our neighbor. And she like my mom's favorite neighbor. So um, he got in trouble for barking at her. What the hell? Why are my computer notifications? I just got a text and my computer jingled. Yeah, because you got an iPhone and a Mac. And an I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That's going to get in the way of shit. All right, I'll figure that out later. My bad, y'all. All you got to do is, is X. Yeah, do not disturb or you have to exit out the text message. I just exit out my text message. I don't know how to do that. All right, I'm just going. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to do none of this shit. I'm laughing because Iman, I could see her picture and like she looked like such a buttercup in the picture. And she's saying, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, little kid. I don't know how to do nothing. That's how I feel. If if it involves technology, I don't know how to do it. Um, but yeah, guys, we're just in, excited to embark on this remote journey. Like this shit feels different. I feel like this is like Girl Brunch 2.0. You know what I mean? Two 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 point And like it's crazy how we just set up our own things. Like I got this rickety ass IKEA table. <laughs> I got <laughs> it my mic is sitting on top of an Amazon box. My mic is sitting on top of a um. I got this water pick, like this water flosser, is sitting on top that. <laughs> it works though. Yeah, it's good. We getting it done. Big shouts to Eric for helping us. Um, you know, Tech Daddy always come through with you the, know uh, big ups. Big ups to E Ebot. 
he got us uh, <laughs> he got us straight, he got us together. So we appreciate it. Um let's get into the show, right? So I said, let's get into the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck am I? Yeah. I don't know Zesty why. As hell. I don't know why I just came from California just now. But um <laughs> shouts to all the California listeners. Um so <laughs> let's start with our phase four. So we figure, you know, the weather is breaking. Um, some of us have our Becky. Shouts to you if you do. Um, wishing you luck if you're trying to still get it. I heard that Robinette, Joe Biden, said that he's going to open it up to everybody soon. So let's just see how, hopefully that rollout is well, goes well. Yes. But you know, we are, it looks like things might be hitting back to some type of normal let's pray um normal in a good way like gatherings and stuff so we decided like what are the four <laughs> songs that represent our spring mood i always have a good time when our fave for it has to do with music because like it's just fun like i never know what you're going to say <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i never know what i'm going to say either but it depends <laughs> on the mood um right now um i have been uh so I made a playlist called um, Lace Fronts and AKs. So it's like all my favorite um, female rappers right now. And um, or like up up and coming like new um, rappers. Oh, nice. And um, I've been listening to that a lot. Like when I um, go to the gym. Um, so the songs that I have just been feeling that are on that playlist are um four songs that I put on this list for my spring uh mood. Um and the first one is a song called Double CCs um by the City Girls. This song is just like it makes me feel like I just want to go down like Rodeo Drive and just like be like just shaking my butt down Rodeo Drive and just having all these bags. Like I just love that song so much and yes. also the last time cuz I had took um a week off from the gym because um, the vaccine uh, had me down, but the last <laughs> time I was, <laughs> I was down, but, um, the last time I went to the gym, I was doing 35 minutes of cardio and I did not want to do it. This is, I went in the morning. I had just come from a doctor's appointment. I did not want to do this cardio. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna just do 10 minutes and I'm, I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna, I kept on saying, Oh, I'm gonna get off. I don't feel like doing this, but now since the pandemic, um, and like how I feel like last year I was dormant, this year I am craving to work hard for something. Mm. So I was like, I cannot get off of this treadmill. You have to keep going. So I put on double CCs and I literally listened to this song. Like, what is this is like a three minute song? I listened to it for 35 minutes Whoa. and just so I could keep on going on that treadmill. And I did my whole workout. Um, and I didn't, you know, regret it. I was happy, but I was like, I need to push myself because I'm craving something to work hard for. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what it is. That craving to just have like, to just, to just feel like you're moving along in life. Otherwise you feel so stagnant. Like you just feel exactly. so Exactly. Like, so that fixed. song helped me. I was like, I really was going in. Okay. Um, and I did not feel like doing it at all. Um, but I did it. Those be the uh, best workouts sometimes when you don't it, feel like going. It really it. do. Um, the second song is First Off by Cuban Dial. Um, I love that song. Um, it makes me feel like I wanna be like, oh, uh, put money in my cash app. Like 
That's not even me. But it makes me feel like I want to be like, oh, like, cash at me. Like, it just makes you feel like very, like, pretty girl bubble butt. Give me some money. Um, Then the third song is this song called Big. It's by Ruby Rose and Day Sulan. Um, That song, oh, my God. It's like, first of all, I'm loving that. I feel like a lot of, um, like, girl rappers now or women that rap now are, like, doing this thing where it's, like, chill. They doing, like, a chill-type flow. Mm. And that song is, like, a very, like, chill flow. I got to listen to that. I think you will like it. And Ruby Rose has such a sexy voice. She really um, do. She has such a sexy voice. And um, I, I like Desulon, um voice too. But it's just like, I feel like it's like, this sounds so corny, but like, I feel like it's like such a like thug song for like, but for the girls. Like it's such a girl song, yes. but it's like for the tough girls. Like, so I really love it. I'm really enjoying that song. The video was cute. Um, the last song is called Do It Bitch by Rennie Rucci. Um, I love Rennie Rucci. Um, I be, uh, sometimes I'll just go on YouTube and I'll watch, like, I'll, I'll start out watching, like, say, a City Girls video, and then it'll take me to another uh, woman at rest, and then it just keep on going and going. And so that's how I found Rennie Rucci, and I instantly fell in love. And um, this, first of all, the song is called Do It Bitch. So, like, you got me. <laughs> You, it's kind of self-explanatory. Like, you know, like, you gotta, you gotta do it, bitch. Um, so I really, <laughs> I really like that song. Um, again, it's another thing that's like, it's a real, like, laid back, but also, like, you feel like you just could be like, it's one of those songs where, you know, when you be in the club with your friends and you, like, pretend like you about to turn, you, like, stop, I'm playing. Like, it's like. <laughs> I miss that. I miss saying stop, I'm playing. It's like, stop, I'm playing. It's like one of those songs, like, you really feel like you about to go on and you be like, second on, second on, I'm playing. Stop. So that's what. I'm missing it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah those are my fave four and it also gives like it's a spring vibe but it also gives like a kind of a summery vibe too Ugh, we love it you know what i love so much when we do music fave fours like we really give something different and i'm sure like every one of our listeners can relate to like you covering like these like uh women rappers because um they're like you know they just one people want to discover new music two mm. people want to know who else <sighs> sorry i don't know what that was people also <laughs> want to know who else is like listening <laughs> to what they're listening to so there's yeah. that too so no i definitely appreciate your faith for um so my the first one is ass like that by victoria monet because i'm <laughs> heavy into the gym i'm heavy into the squats and i feel so good about the way my butt is looking sabria will tell you i had a whole panic attack in february because i have started losing weight <laughs> but like my ass like deflated i'm like oh what happened like <laughs> It's like no big booty Judy out here, but like it's a bad joint when your butt disappears when you already got a small one. So I was like, something's got to happen. So I was listening to that song and just everything she was saying. Like I met, you know, I've been in the gym for three months and now like I feel so good about myself and I just I really like the song. It's such a that's good what she was saying. Yeah, I met him about oh, three months so ago. Cool. She said his name was Jim and she just talked about how that Jim helped her get through all this stuff. And now they want to know how she got an ass like that. She worked for it. That's so cool. I own my shit. I don't. I send a video. I don't edit my shit. Like you know, like she just talking her shit. And Victoria, okay, clear when they, it out. 
her pen skill, like she just knows she's amazing. She really she wrote for Ariana Grande, right? Yes, uh-huh. And her her music is just fucking amazing. Like I don't know who's touching her right now. I really don't know. I feel like her and Jasmine Sullivan are definitely in a lane of their own, and I love it so much. Like her music makes me feel so sexy and confident. So Big ups to like Victoria Monet. Like I like her a lot. I need to listen to her. You would love her because she has like very much like confident girl music. It's so funny that her and Megan Thee Stallion look alike because I feel like she's giving like <laughs> R and B Megan Thee Stallion in the sense of like uh, she knows she fine. And I love women who know that they're fine. Like I, it's just ugh, it's amazing. Chef kiss. Um, next song is Work Bitch by Britney Spears. That song, <laughs> that's when a you good one. Fucking really trying to get your shit together. She said, "You want a hot body? You want a Bugatti? <laughs> work, bitch. <laughs> you bet to work, bitch. If I don't know that, that's just the facts. Like you have to work for what you're going to get, no matter what it is, no matter how unfair it is. Sorry, the motorcycles are coming. These niggas definitely don't play." But yes, Work Bitch, Britney Spears, my song. I listen to it every single day. Like, every single day. It's such a good song. Yes, it really is. Oldie but goodie. Just, like, going back into the Britney bag, like, listening to all that she's gave us has made me be like, oh. Another white woman on my list. Dua well, actually, I don't know if she's a white woman. Uh, she is. Well, I've, I, she's European. She is, um, wait. Keep talking, I'll find it. Okay, so Dua Lipa, uh, the song Levitate. Oh, gosh, I love it. Like, in the gym, I really feel like I'm levitating when I listen to it. <laughs> she has such a great, like, her music is amazing for working out. She's, I feel like she's bringing back pop music. I don't know where that that sound keeps coming from. Is that she's, she's Albanian. Oh, she's Albanian. Okay, cool. Shouts to her. Her music sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing for? Because that's why she's Albanian. You said shouts to her. <laughs> shouts to Albanian. Um, yeah, so she. it definitely sounds really, really, really good. So, um, yeah, I love Dua Lipa. And then next is Crazy and Love, the homecoming version of that song by Beyonce. Like, just mixing, like, back that ass up and the horns like we we all know black people love drums and horns so it's just oh my god i listened to that beginning of like uh crazy love so much i don't know why these motorcycles are just like so present Uh oh uh oh uh oh no 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 clue oh that's yeah bring the beat back yes that's what you oh i just when i'm on the elliptical i purposely put that song on when I'm like ready to go into like high intensity mode not the elliptical I meant the stair stepper because you know stair step, stepper be kicking your ass yeah so, it's definitely I, I'm good for one minute on there I did 20 <laughs> minutes on that joint today bro yo a, a bitch was tired <laughs> not tired tired yo but guess what I got it done and was my mask going into my nose <laughs> And out absolutely working out in a mask is fucking hell but i'm like my heart gonna be strong as fuck after all did this. you wear did you you do you Sabrina, wear thank that you so much thing? for that yeah sabrina got me like this little cup that goes under your mask that saves me i wouldn't be able to do it but Same. um 
Yeah, so she it's a, like a little cup that go over your nose and your mouth, and then you put your mask over it, and it's like a heaven sent if you're working out right now because you know you can't be in the gym huffing and puffing. You gotta have your little masky on, mm -hmm. um, and it's very helpful. It also is great, like you said, when you're wearing like lipstick or something, it protects your mask um, and protects your lip most importantly. Uh, so let's go into toast for assist. This week we're gonna give a shout to um. Carisha, you know, her mom was recently released from prison. Her mom was in prison for the last five years. Oh, my God. I did not know that. Yeah, I remember she did. I, well, I remember her saying it um, because I watched the uh, the City Girls. I forgot what it was called. It was something on um, YouTube. And Carisha was really upset because she was like, I don't like my, you know, my best friend gone to jail and my mom. And she, wow. that's, she really felt like she had nobody at that time. That's so crazy. Yeah. She really, I, I said this earlier, she really lives a life. Like, they really bitches from the gutter, okay? They are. And I understand, like, they have had some problem. They've said some problematic things, but, like, you have to respect people who come from nothing, like, and really make something of themselves and do it for their family. Like, you have to, like, trust that maybe they'll learn along the way. So I appreciate... Because uh, it's so hard to get back on your feet. Like, it's hard. From like, from prison. And the fact that she got out and was able to go into a home, they're able to have able to have money to have clothes that is a big deal so you know bless her yeah she said that when her mom my mom left me with two kids plus jay i was 22 going on 23 i didn't know what to do i had to figure it out look at me now god is good so definitely sending love to her um i'm happy that she's able to take care of her mom and help her get back um back back on track like you know mm -hmm. also I want to give a shout out to Art Lennox she looks fucking amazing she does look she good. looks uh, amazing she's well she's always looked amazing but you know people glow different when they feeling good about themselves and when they working out and mm -hmm. they're like in tune with their health and it's not just about the weight loss it's about being in tune with your health and your mm -hmm. body that mm -hmm. I think makes people glow different so mm -hmm. shout out to her she been fine but like since she looks and seems so happy it's just like the, the fineness has definitely elevated Yep. And finally, Chloe and Holly, because they are doing such like the thing is, we thought that they were a force together and they are. But like separately, they have they just are really experimenting and covering songs like fucking Holly covered Rain the other day. And I listen, I go on her Instagram and I listen to that once a day. All I got to say is that is my Ariel. Okay? That is my area. <laughs> I cannot wait to see that, child. Oh. My little cousin. Lord of mercy. I'm going to drag them out of their bed. I'm like, come on, girls. <laughs> Get your I can't, red wig. I can't. Yes, I'm definitely getting a wig. I'm like, getting a red wig. Like, I'm getting a red wig. I'm wearing... <laughs> well, I already got a red wig, but... I'm wearing a shell bra. I'm wearing a green skirt. Like I'm going and I'm not playing this. Like I think it's real funny that the kids think this is for them. It's not, baby. It's not. I it's cannot wait to see her rocket. One thing about me and you, we don't play about movies. Like we get dressed up, we go. And the fun part is like you have a niece um, that's a fun age. Um, I have a fucking, I have a truck. I have so many little cousins. I don't make no sense. Little girl cousins too. So I'm like, it's just nice to be able to enjoy it like together but also be able to include them like i have yes. so many little cousins i can't wait darling chloe is just doing her thing covering all these songs that's just the talent is is, is they 
I it's like disgusting. The and they're just is so sweet. They're so sweet. They're such little buttercups. And I love their little brother too. Toast for him. Yeah, and I love that they all look alike. They all look exactly alike. They look alike so much that their mom and dad starting to look alike because they look like both their parents. <laughs> for real. It's crazy. It's so adorable. But I love it. I love just how wholesome and grounded they are. Um, so let's get into this tea time now, right? We got to talk about WandaVision. I know a little bit of time has passed, but this is what we mean. We've been away for so long. And during WandaVision, I was like, fuck, I wish I had a podcast. <laughs> I was say like, you do. But, <laughs> but WandaVision, first of all, <clears throat> have y'all ever seen something so good that after you're done watching it, that you don't want to watch anything else because you want to watch something that's similar and yes. just as good. I have not watched um like a TV like I've after, since I've finished WandaVision, I've just been watching YouTube again. Like I have not watched any like scripted um shows since because WandaVision was so good. Like that show amazing. Oh my god. Because so first well of all, done. I, I never looked at, like, I saw, like, a clip of WandaVision, but I never seen, um, the trailer for it, which I kind of like that. I actually, I had just recently saw a trailer for it, like, yesterday. Um, I never watched the trailer for WandaVision, and I had no idea going into it what was it about. Me because I'm not really a Marvel person, um, but I'll watch, um, I'll watch, uh, Marvel things, but I had no idea. First of all, I didn't know why I was called WandaVision, the fact, but it's because her name's Wanda, his name Vision. And you know what's cool. so funny? I was so used to calling her the Scarlet Witch that I really didn't peep that her name was Wanda, if we being real. Yeah. So I had no, I, no clue. And sometimes when you go into a show and, or a movie and you have no clue, it's like kind of more fun. So, so I feel fun. like I had more fun. Like I was constantly gagged by, um, I mean, I feel like, well, if you don't want any spoilers, I would say like fast forward or whatever, but we're going to be talking about it and it's going to be spoilers and it's been out for a while now. But um, the fact that she compartmentalized her trauma into mm. a TV show Freaking! It was genius. It was genius. I ain't never seen genius. no shit like that. I've never seen but it before. It was I didn't know based, what was going on. Same, but it was based. Um, some of the uh parts of the uh show was based on a movie called Pleasantville, which I added um that to my watch list on um Letterbox because I want to watch the movie. Um, but yeah, it was um Pleasantville. Um, was kind of the same concept. It's a movie if I didn't say that, but it's kind of the same concept as where, um, somebody goes into, uh, you know, TV. Um, but yeah, I, I loved how they had went through the different genres of TV, um, you know, during the years and how the acting changed to fit the genre, um and also the colors how those changed and also how you knew exactly what show that they mm -hmm. were um imitating 
Yes. Yes. And it all was because, you know, Wanda found safety in all the trauma throughout her life in mm-hmm. sitcoms. And I can relate to that so much because yep. I, I love sitcoms, always have. To this day, like Sabrina and I like bond over our love for sitcoms. So it would I've never felt like so like attached. Like, yes, you sometimes do have to look at TV for the perfect family structure. You do have to kind of when you're feeling stressed out, go watch like I Love Lucy or Golden Girls. Um just to feel like a little detached. Like I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she was able to create this was amazing. I know some people were pretty pissed off at the fact that like, oh, but she affected all those people. Yeah, that's true. She didn't really control <laughs> the whole town. Like I'm not going to say she didn't, but like, I mean, she did it by accident, you know? <laughs> she did She did it by accident. She didn't mean to do it. And she really didn't. I don't think do it. she knew that it was hurting them. It was the government's fault. And it was also, definitely government's fault because they knew that Vision was a machine, and but Vision never wanted to be used for um for war, and they were like, um, why not? We have like. <laughs> He's made of all this vibranium. And I'm like, you just have to think about it. Like something happens to the love of your life. The only person in the world left that you feel like understands. You can't even get his remains. Her twin brother died. Yes, everybody. Her family. Everybody. She's she isolated. had nobody. She's unhinged. Like she goes to the plot of land and she just fucking yells. Like she really just screams. She, it's not like she was like, I know a curse. Like I know a spell. If I just scream real loud, like I can mind control these people. I just feel like she was just as confused as everybody also by the time she realized what was going on she had children in that land and Mm -hmm. she felt the need to protect it exactly it was wild what really really fucked me up was agnes like uh the next agatha all along it was agatha all along when this bitch said and i skipped and i killed sparky too (laughs) i said oh uh uh-uh because i was like well wait let's hear agatha's story like let's see what aggie's about and when she said and i killed sparky too i'm like off with her head Cause that was just crazy, and like the the boys were so upset about that. Like, yeah, why would you do that? She's you're nuts. You're freaking nuts. I say you're freaking nuts. But yeah, <laughs> like she's freaking nuts for that. Um, but it just the way the stuff unfolded. I love that. Also, I love the fact that it was nine episodes and everything was packed because I feel like I feel like I, I feel like that's the perfect number. Um, honestly, too, because some things just get like so drawn out and you're like, where are we? Like, you know, and it just becomes so much. It becomes a project. If you miss an episode or two, you like, oh, I got to watch all these. But like, um, cause I, at first, cause I had watched episode one of WandaVision and I, I, I was like, uh, and then I came back and when I came back, I think it was like four episodes. So I had binge watched like all four and I was like oh like once I got to like because a lot of times um for sitcoms and stuff it gets the the best it 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 gets really good by the third episode yeah definitely definitely it's when shit start hitting the fan by the third episode yeah so that's where I was like whoa like because I'm under the because I'm under the impression that the whole thing was going to be um, black and white, but then it was like an episode and it was like now in color. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it started under, when that was the end of the episode and it was like, Wanda, can you hear me? Wanda, can you hear me? I was like, huh? Okay, what? And then my little cousin, I was watching it with, she's like, are we in like her simulation or something? Like, what's happening? 
and I'm like, simulation, excuse me? Like, what's, what is going on? Yeah, I was like, yeah, when that Wanda can hear me, that was really... Um, it was scary. It was like kind of eerie. I'm like, oh, so oh. I had no clue it was about to snowball into this. Also, something really iconic that happened is when, like, somebody says something to Wanda and she just goes, no. <laughs> and everything rewinds back. That's how I feel about everything. Like, when I say no, that's what I imagine happening. When I say no, like everything rewinds, erase, goes back to what I, like, no, absolutely not. Also, another thing, when, um, when Agatha, well, Agnes, she, um, when she was like, do you want me to do it again? I was like, excuse me? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I can, I can do it again. I'm like. To do what again? When Vision was on to her ass, when he was on to Wanda, um, you know, doing like messing with people's minds and stuff, he was pissed. Yes. Oh, he was Vision is a good android. That's why Vision is so great and so he was so mean. I I really like honestly, like Vision is my I know I said before (laughs) that like um Wood Harris and Peyton Fool was my dream man, but I also want to put Vision on the list because he was so attentive, um so So attentive. Vision really is a perfect man because he is attentive and gentle, but he can kick some ass. (laughs) Period. Also like he loved like he loved being a father automatically. He loved himself some Wanda, even though she was batshit. Like he loved it. Like he loved her. He did. When he put that Turtleneck on. I said, "Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up." But it's crazy because he only looked fine when he's red. When he's vision. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm just gonna stop right there um, and agree with you. Uh, I also feel like, um, like he was just such a like that. That vision wasn't portrayed in Marvel movies. Like they made him so robotic, and I he was still very lovable. But yeah, it was I remember nice him. I remember him being robotic. Was it? Was it the same actor? I think it was the same actor that he just had more range to show personality because Wanda didn't have all this personality um in the Marvel movies and if you I mean it's been a time since I've seen her in the in the movies but correct me if I'm wrong guys yeah I don't because rem- I've okay I'm trying to think what movie I remember him in um he was in all the Avengers pretty much he was unlocked in Damn, what's the one? I think he was unlocked in like the second Avengers movie, and because then... I remember him in a room, and um, him and Wanda in a room together, yeah, yeah, and the room was like metal or something. Yeah, that definitely. I fuck with the Avengers so heavy. It made me want to just watch everything from the beginning. Like, I love it. I just love the Avengers so. I love Marvel. I know that Sabri is more DC. I'm more Marvel, but it's just. I think because Marvel's easier for me to understand. If we're being 100 percent honest, like it's just <laughs> it is. You're not wrong. Marvel is 100 percent e- way easier to understand, especially like if you watch all the movies. I feel like if you watch all the movies, you have a clear understanding. But it's so many parts to DC that um and they have so many different universes because Batman could be dead in one universe and he could be alive in one universe and Harley Quinn could be dead and then Harley Quinn could be a mother in another universe and I know Marvel does that sometimes because I know they have like the Marvel like um like zombie verse where like um like in the comic books and stuff like that but when it comes to their um like their media is very clear. It's, it's very, very clear. clear. It picks it's up from dry. last time. And it also, picks up from I, last time. I mm-hmm. like about like Marvel is that Robert Downey Jr. kind of has always been Iron Man. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And that whatever Chris is 
Captain America has always been there. Like Scarlet, what's her face has always been, you know. Who I like that is. a lot. Like, and so it makes it easier with DC. It's just like, who knows who the Joker is? Sometimes it's Peter, <laughs> sometimes it's Jared Leto. Like you really don't know. Because also when you look at like, okay, I did like the Joker movie, sue me, but I, I liked feel, it too. You talking I, about the one with Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, I loved I, that. That was yeah. that was done really well. Yeah, I know you um liked it too. Um that like when you look at the other DC movies, like where the hell does that fit in in the universe? Like yeah. where the fuck does it fit in? It, it doesn't, doesn't fit in. It doesn't fit in. It's but a movie on is, its own. It's a movie on its own, and I feel like it's like Batman doesn't live in that same world that that Joker is in. And also, like this is the first time. I mean, maybe this is the point, but that was the first time I felt like I understood the Joker. Like he wasn't wrong. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely said he wasn't wrong. Even though it's like, it's different. Like, it was definitely different. Well, again, it's so many different versions of stuff. Because, and like, for instance, the, um, the car, for DC, you, is is more cut and dry in animation. So, I never watched Marvel in animations. I never was, like, very interested in it. But, um, I'm, I, their live action is better to me. But DC animation is way better. And the animation is, like, way more cut and dry. Because the Joker, like, you know, what broke him is he had, like, a wife. And I think he was having a kid. And he wasn't getting any comedy gigs. And I forgot something else happened. It was like that. Basically, he was broke from, you know, broken from being, you know, poor. But um, <laughs> he would have lost but, it during the panty. <laughs> definitely. So it was more like that. But in that movie, the Joker movie, I cannot picture that Joker having a wife or, you know, having, like, not caring about anybody besides, you know, himself or whatever but it's um but yeah the wandavision definitely made me want to like you said watch more the avengers movies except for it's a it's it's a new show on disney plus it's called um the falcon and the winter soldier Ooh. i'm not very interested in it that doesn't sound cool um and but i'm not i wasn't really that big of a fan of that duo but i know like my little brother would love that like he would love shit like that but i'm like eh, i don't know i, I didn't, i'll take a peek and, and honestly i didn't want to watch it because there's no women in it um yeah that's <laughs> not real like boys only like uh -huh. yeah like and it's very like come on dude like it's very like it's badass i feel like it's, it's real badass and i'm just like yeah Aw. it's just guys being dudes and i feel like that story would be way harder for me to follow because even when i saw winter soldier like i got it but i was just like i got it but <laughs> i can't I mean, explain it's the characters i'm thinking about i think they both lovable goofs so maybe i'll give it a try i could like it i just be wanting my more i just be i'm so american in the sense that i love <laughs> just need an action movie from time to time like i just need to see somebody fly into a building like come on i have to see it yes yeah something like that's another thing marvel is way more um like I, I, not dramatic but it's way it more like, dramatic, like yeah it is kind of more like dramatic. superhero like dun, it's dun, way dun, more dun. Dun. yeah superhero <laughs> like i was watching um so the movie was fucking four hours long what the fuck? and i watched um the justice league four hours um and i've never written a review on a movie but i was so <laughs> annoyed like i was i was so like what that i had to write a review because i just was like what the fuck so um, but I what I wanted to say was when Batman punch, his fucking hits connect, okay? You yeah, know, he can fight his ass. <laughs> Batman be beating the shit out of people. 
Batman be fighting like he from 29th and Allegheny. <laughs> it's so... I'd be like, wow. <laughs> but Batman is just so angry. Like, I'm like, bro, Batman needs some therapy. Like, but it makes me mad because in the movies, they make him angry. And in the the animation, he, he was be not angry. Cool. Like, yeah, he was like fun and lovable. So I'm like, why? I've been spending so much time talking about superhero movies. Who knew that we were so into it? But I recently watched The Dark Knight. <laughs> and seeing Christian Bale play a Batman, he made Batman into a fret boy. I was very disappointed. And also, it's just like. like true, true. You're right. He didn't. He meant. He. He fit the the part like he's this dark, tall, dark, handsome billionaire. But his attitude was very much like, let me get attention through like women and act it out in my car. Yeah, because That's I don't Batman get why um Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal was um you know and <laughs> because I was like, hear me out, guys. Um, because he was not pressed for women like the only woman. The only woman that he had a constant romance with was with this magician. No, this magician. Her name was Zatanna. And he had um, like an ongoing like thing with her. But it never, it's just like after he, you know, he was doing like training, some uh, illusionist training with her because of course he needed to be a master of illusion to do his Batman thing. And after he finished his training, he, they disappear and they would like meet each other like years later after that. So he never had an ongoing romance. Tim and Catwoman had like, like banter, but I don't get that. I'm like, why? I'm like, y'all just wanted to cast Maggie Gyllenhaal, huh? Yeah, that's definitely what it was. Um, Because her husband was in that movie too, I think. (sighs) Harvey Dent did his thing, though. He definitely did his thing. He definitely did. He um, scared me. Yes. And, I, I again, he was justified in his freaking out. Like, you know, I love a meltdown that I get because, like, humanize a meltdown because it kind of gets us all to see. Like, That's you know, why I like WandaVision because it really tugged at my heartstrings. A meltdown that I can relate to is always, like, done really well. And it's hard to get people to sympathize for somebody who's doing wrong. But, like, it is what it is sometimes. Because I'm sorry. I don't care what y'all say, what any review says. I'm still going to side with Wanda. <laughs> yeah, Wanda, the Wanda, nobody cared until she gave did mind control. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, the mind control mind hurt. control a whole town. But here's the thing. <laughs> they didn't have to, they had houses and they didn't have to pay bills. Well, I don't know if that was a trade-off to, like, because they was like, it hurts so bad. <laughs> like, please, I miss my children. <laughs> All I would prefer to pay bills than to have Wanda like, controlling please. everything. Like, please, I have a newborn baby. Wanda said no. Um, but, <laughs> and she wasn't wrong. She she needed. Sorry, to- that's just, some, some people have to pay the price. <laughs> I would say there's always some collateral damage <laughs> and war. It always is. Uh, <laughs> Besides, just the last thing I'll say, I promise we'll move on. Because I'm like, I'm part, people come here to listen to girly shit. We're here, like, talking like two bros. <laughs> but people, the, the the girls and the gays, they be loving the comics. We like Divine Division. But also, um, my cousin Pete, that they changed all the army um, cars into circus cars. I don't know oh, yep. They did. I'm like, about time. <laughs> Only uh, business. Captain America has only helped to recruit people to the army for how long? Yeah, because they're fucking clowns. Yeah, they just like, they can only go against, like, you know, the army. So much. They'll use their tanks and stuff like that. I'm like, but per, that, that was a start. Like, make that was a start. Yeah. So let's talk about our girl, Marseille Martin. You know, this is like, a, she just is black, walking, talking, black excellence, walking, talking, black excellent so you know she is the youngest uh 
the youngest executive producer in Hollywood history. Wow. All right. She recently celebrated her two NAACP Image Awards. And I believe that was a total of 11 NAACP Image Awards. Um, Again, making her one of the like youngest people to just own so many of these things. Like she's just fucking killing it. Right. Um, So, you know, she's talking about uh, the projects that she's working on for her production company, which is called Genius Entertainment. And she says, I have a couple of rules when you come into my office. First of all, sis got an office. <laughs> I just got chills. That should be to my her at a big of course, glass she's a, desk. <laughs> like, she's a Leo. Per, right? I'm picturing her with a big ass glass desk and she has like red stiletto nails. Um, and she says, when you come into my office, don't give me this. I don't do no black pain. If it's black pain, I don't go for it because there's so many films and projects about that. So that's not who I am. And I really appreciate that because like we saw what happened when Black Panther came out. And like mm-hmm. even though like there there some could argue that there was a trace of trauma porn in that, but Killmonger still cre- presented a very unique perspective um that was not that we haven't seen in like a mainstream movie. Um same with like Get Out. Like while it still was some like somewhat rooted in trauma, it was a unique take on it. Um but we we need more of that. Like I don't know who's listening. Who's listening? Black people do not want to see a, a black, a white police officer get out and people film it and shoot. We don't want to see it anymore. Like no way, because like I cannot believe like that. Um, that movie. Um, it's like Groundhog's Day. And um, oh my gosh, what? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like the Joey Badass. Is it? Yeah, and Joey Bad. No, it's another one. It's like Groundhog's Day, and like Joey Badass is in it, and like he keep on reliving like him uh getting shot by the police what yeah and the, the same thing pretty much happened in that sci-fi movie you told me to listen to watch on netflix where yeah. the girl keep trying to save her brother from getting shot from the police like what is wrong with you guys and i recently saw a tweet that said we have taken a huge step backwards as far as like representation of just like blackness and like if you go watch sister sister if you watch moesha if you watch your girlfriends it's just like back when black people were making their own like movies and stuff like back when you know like love and basketball were like the movie and the best man and all these leading films were the shit kids. are we there yet shit are we there yet like we've had like not like mike where there's some like dark skin uh actresses and like start leading roles but it's like the the shit was just about what we wanted friday was about nothing you know what i mean it was really a, a film about absolutely nothing um boys in the hood like yes that was some real shit about what people deal with every day but we've taken such a step back as far as like you know content is concerned like i feel mm-hmm. like it's this first of all i feel like white people got their hand in it mm-hmm. right and we're doing everything so that white people can feel comfortable watching it who gives a fuck about what they feel comfortable with because mm-hmm. they damn sure don't include us when they make their content and when they do it's just so that it could be a learning opportunity for other white people exactly so also just like, i was what? just about to say that it's not like you don't as a black creative you don't you should not feel like it's your job to educate like educate anyone honestly like you don't ha- don't feel that pressure um having to you know explain to people and that's one thing that I'm glad that I did when going in film school is like always sticking to my guns and being like this is 
what I'm I don't care what the critique say this is what I'm gonna do like because I didn't like I never wanted to write about black trauma why would I want to do that like because there's so many untold stories with black people and just like black people just having fun and listening to music and like it's so many white movies about white kids that are just like they're obsessed with acdc and they're like want to go on a road trip to see acdc or something like that like just fun stuff like that and it's just like why can't we have that like thank god for insecure thank god for exactly like insecure is really just like regular shit like it's like life issues that young black people face exactly just real life like regular shit like it's not like you know like oh well massa like it's not like you know stuff like that and uh uh i don't want to like you know name certain movies because i was still like a job but it's just like <clears throat> fall from grace <clears throat> when you see when you see um the thing i don't like about that happens in hollywood is like when you see that some formula works they just keep on copying it and copying it and copying it and doing it like for instance um uh, a reference that we all know um uh disney did find a nemo then these niggas come out of nowhere with shark tail yep. so and then somebody else um come out with something uh the diary of fish or something like that and it's just like it keeps on going and going because oh, you man. see this you see this one formula working and you keep on doing it um and it's it's so easy to go by you see the structure and you it's just like you know you go and buy uh, um a syllabus or something and it's like it's oh syllabus. yes it's basically a syllabus like you see like oh like uh, you know how many goddamn buddy cop movies there are with one white cop, one the goofy black cop. That's the comic relief. So yeah, much of that uh, shit. It's so yeah. much. Yeah, and it's like, don't get me wrong. I love uh, Rush Hour just as much as the next person, but it gets to a point where we're like, oh, okay. But also, when did Rush Hour come out? In the 90s? Well, exactly, exactly. So it was like the first of its kind, but then you know Kevin Hart going to jump his black ass on the same thing. <laughs> and so for me, like, I, I just really appreciate somebody so young being able to say no black pain. And while still saying, just because I have a no black pain rule, doesn't mean that we're not going to get into some of the real, you know, challenges that black people experience. Exactly. And it's also just constantly- not exploiting it. It's not exploiting pain for money. It's like, for example, she has a new Disney show, um, pilot right i think it's called saturdays uh and like the leading character has sickle cell so that's a great way to kind of like really really talk about something real but humanize it so like those are that's a that's a tactful way to talk about a real challenge within the black community without being like black pain for sale (laughs) who wants them exactly so and also i love that like she is i I really feel like she is really in the lab working on new and fresh ideas. Like because um, her content is like, it's not stagnant. It's like spaced out. Um, And I feel like people don't give enough time. Like I know people have to make money and you know, stuff like that. But like, for instance, she did little and like, it's a, I forgot when little came out, but that came out like, you know, a while ago it came out when 
at least two years ago. Yeah, and like now she's working on the Disney Plus thing, and she probably was working on uh, working on the Disney thing during that time. But the thing is, there's like space between the projects, like room to breathe, room to digest stuff, room to think of new, you know, ideas, and it's just like frustrating that like you know. And the thing is, I. I feel like we were kids like this. Like as a teenager, we were like this. And I feel like um like younger people just have such a better concept of what's good. Like what tastes and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So And people who also people who not to be ages, I mean cuz I'm not the youngest thing, but um people who never um got out of touch with their younger self. I feel like we've never, like, we remember what it's like to be a teen. Remember oh, yeah. what it's like to be a child. And I feel like people who forget that, it's harder for them to um, be creative, I feel like. Wow. It's just um, it's just amazing that she has, like, the intuition and she cares a little bit more about just, like, Black people and especially the younger Black children, what they consume. They, they should not. I'm tired of people thinking that all black people are are the pain like there's a lot of black joy that needs to be um shown i'm excited I'm, i can't i love seeing black joy that keeps me mm. going because i feel like while not as many people have as many you know issues as us nobody experiences happiness like black people nobody it's to the point where when i party with certain with non-black people I'm like, y'all not going up enough for me. Like when I, y'all just not doing enough. Like when I party with black people, it's drinks in the air. It's dance. It's smiling. It's just like this, this sense of joy that like no one else has. Like, let's talk about that. Like, let's get, let's get that on camera. Let's inspire people to be happy enough with the fucking struggle. Like enough. Right. Like, please. Enough. Um, Enough, like Wanda said. Because, no. like, like before we um move on to the next subject, it's just like I that um that movie uh, with the science thing that was such a bomb ass concept. Like a black girl exactly. from the hood who loves science, but then boom, her brother is shot by the police. It's just like, come on, bro. Like y'all couldn't have had any other thing to prevent. Also, she never, never mind. I'm not. I'm gonna be quiet because y'all might want to see the movie, and I still encourage you to look at it because why not? Um, but yeah, shouts to Marseille Martin for always being black excellence. Uh, let's get into Lil Nas X, who is just like such a <laughs> troll. Um, so Nike actually isn't suing Lil Nas X for his Satan shoe. They're suing the art of uh, the co- art collective behind the shoe. Yeah. So same. if you live under a rock, um, you probably unless you live under a rock, you already know that Lil Nas X <laughs> released like a Nike type of Satan shoe. Um, and it was made with actual human blood, right? They say that, but you can't sell that. You can't. Yeah, I, I don't know, but the that's the appeal is that it looks like blood or could possibly be blood. Um, and the shoes uh sell out instantly and they're for over one hundred K per pair. So there were six hundred and sixty-six pair and they all sold out on Monday. Uh so somebody made some bank. And the the studio behind it was it's called MSCHF Product Studio Inc. Oh yeah, I think it's like mischief. Okay. Yeah, I definitely can't pronounce this if it's like a word. But they made like a modified <clears throat> Nike sneaker with him. So Nike got their paperwork <laughs> together and was like, excuse me, ma'am, you're gonna have to uh give us something. Cause the and thing also, is 
it was a lot of, you know, negative attention. So I'm sure Nike is suing for now having their name dragged into something that they didn't necessarily agree to be tapped into. Yeah, because um because uh they make modified shoes all the time, but um it's this is funny. I'm looking for it on um I was looking for it on StockX like the resale and they they probably won't host them on um any resale sites. Mm. But um but yeah, um they make modified shoes all the time. They never got in trouble, but I guess it's because it caused so much negative attention um, that they were just like, um, yeah, absolutely not. Oh, yes, because there are so many people that were threatening to like boycott Nike, which they okay. keep doing it. Like they did they that don't... to call Ka- Kaepernick, um, all the things like they just keep threatening to boycott them. I'm like, somebody wearing this shit because, you know, it is what it is, but people nike just was upset it's like they they definitely they said in the short time (laughs) the announcement of the satan shoes nike has suffered significant harm to its goodwill including um, uh, including among consumers who believe that nike is endorsing satanism um and so they've (laughs) issued like statements to multiple outlets saying that they have no relationship with Lil Nas X or the re you know the collaborative that released it Nike did not design or release these shoes and we do not endorse them so okay here's the thing right was it wrong to remake a Nike shoe possibly yeah sure right (laughs) (laughs) sure why not but um night the the response it's still beyond me. Like the response that people have um, had from this this Nike shoe, like Lil Nas X said, like we keep we've had a mass shooting like at least once a week, I believe, or once a month. Mass shootings, people going into grocery stores, just fucking losing it on innocent people. We've had so much shit to happen for people to be up in arms about, and a sneaker is the one. My thing is, if let's just say like Satanism is not something you're into. In fact, like maybe you're afraid of it. You know what you can do? You cannot buy the shoe. You don't have to buy it. Exactly. And like, I feel like I'm so over it because like I survived, uh, first of all, I mean, I don't, you know, must have anymore, but I serve, I have been like, I survived like the Marilyn Manson thing, Lady Gaga, all that stuff like that. So I'm just like, I'm just like, it's always somebody, each generation or whatever. So I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, it's kind of boring to me. Like, I know y'all going to, I'm like, I know y'all going to flip out. Um, so it's just, I was just surprised that he went that far. Um, because he always shocks me because I didn't seem I didn't seem like it didn't seem like he would the type to like get into something like that. But um he's yeah. a troll. But like he's I said, I feel like troll. he's a troll, but I'm like, I just don't under I feel like the money that this has made, it, I wonder if was it worth it, you know what I mean? Like for him it probably was just pure entertainment. But I just wonder <laughs> like was it I mean, was it worth it? I don't know. However, like I still love, love Lil Nas X. I don't appreciate like the people getting overexcited about him and people hate everything Lil Nas X does and it's because he's a gay man that's mm-hmm. what it's about like let's yeah. just I just would respect people so much more if they stopped pretending as if it's about anything other than that because we have had so many rappers show up and do more terrible things to him and they yet and still he always seems to be getting all of this backlash mm-hmm. and again it's boring it's so boring like can you guys come up with something 
something else? Like, is that like, can you come up with something else? Is this <laughs> this is the number one thing to get your fucking panties in a bunch with all the things going on in the world? It's so boring. Lil Nas X plays people like a fucking yo-yo, and they fall for it each time. Like every just, time, it's boring. it's boring. And I'm sorry, like y'all kids, it's not his fault that y'all kids like it got the horses in the back. Yeah, it's really not his responsibility to raise your children. That's just it. And as a parent, you do have a right to say, you know, I don't really want my kids to like be into Satan. Like, I just don't like that. Like, I don't think that you would be like extreme uh, yeah. for saying that. But you parent now. This is when you have to parent because just like there's quote unquote little Nas X coming into your child's life to cause them harm, <laughs> there are also somebody with a big white van offering them candy. So it's like, yeah, get used to parenting your own child. Like, get used exactly. to that. Like, because you had them. So you have to protect them from things that you don't want them to consume. It's no one else his business period it's just no one else straight like that baby and that's that on that okay we love Lil Nas X over here and um, straight no chasing he's not the one being sued so prayers to that other company <laughs> it on. I hope they I hope they got I hope they lawyered up <laughs> they probably are they probably they this is probably just a regular uh Tuesday for them Yes. Um, real quick, Beyonce was robbed. Uh, very disrespectful. And that's how I know niggas has lost their goddamn minds. Because now y'all robbing Beyonce. Y'all tripping. Oh, before the, another crazy thing that happened with Lady Gaga dogs. Well, yeah, like what the hell happened there? Was Didn't her dog walker get shot or something? Or did I Yeah. Okay. Like that was so crazy. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah, like, what the hell is wrong? Like, okay, I know, like, still from the rich and getting to the needy. But it's just like, y'all not even giving to the needy. Dogs. The dogs ain't even had shit to do with it. I know. Like, and then also, like, I wonder, did they know that they were robbed? They had to know they was robbing Beyonce. Well, it says that three storage units rented by the singer, um, singer's production company, were burglarized not once, but twice by thieves earlier this month. I have questions. How does that shit happen two times? Sounds like an inside job, but I'll keep reading. Yeah. Um, so authorities true. told news uh, sites most of the items in the lockers were owned by Beyonce, who is the latest celebrity to have her storage unit robbed. A storage unit space belonging to Miley Cyrus was hit in January. Thieves made away with clothes, photographs, and other personal items. Um, so yeah, that's what happened to Miley. And yeah, they. I, I read that they took gowns from Beyonce. I read that they <laughs> took. <laughs> Stop. I read they took baby toys too. Oh, what? it says handbags and dresses. Um, and I don't know if the baby toys was just in a tweet, but I read somebody took baby toys, and I'm like, now that's what made me mad because I'm like, don't be taking people's memories. Like that's not like, damn. I, but you know, in one is, but and on in another breath, I'm like, we all been getting robbed, <laughs> so it's just like I can't really <laughs> like feel too bad because tough times and tough times like shit like this just happens. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, like um, yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I got robbed. They took my ASOS package off my porch. So that's, yeah, you know, we same. all been getting hit. Like, it's. But that's, I'm sorry. I just pictured them playing around in the gowns, like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> try to laugh. You know what? You know what gown I'm picturing them in? This is not funny, but I'm picturing them in her Met Gala gown, the one that was like real jeweled up when she had the high ponytail. Like, imagine just anybody wearing it. Like, what are you doing? Like, what? Yeah, so Beyonce got robbed. Um, prayers to that woman. 
I pray that whoever did it owns up. Like, fess it up. Give her her things back. Those are hers. Per. Next up, um, I don't even know how I feel about this. So we know that Quavo and Sweetie broke up. Uh, Sweetie went to Twitter and she cited, you know, cheating as the reason. And she was saying that the love is lost when other women become involved and she's not the fuck wrong. Uh, I'm so happy that these birds got to see like a really, really pretty girl just stand her ground because for some reason folks think that like you only stand your ground when like you are just like an angry, bitter person. It's like, um, no, just when you have self-respect yeah but, right uh, so it was nice I'm, I'm happy that she knows her worth and diamante don't play that she already said like when cheating comes in the mix she's gone but now tmz released a video earlier of them two like getting into like uh, just a scuffle you know i don't know what happened you know i just don't know what happened all i know is that one of them was a man and one of them was a woman and I saw that a man pushed the woman. So Quavo looked like he pushed Weedy. And I'm going to always have a problem with that. I don't need no context. I don't. I don't need no context. I also saw in the video that like she was, it looked like she was like trying to get out, try to take something. I don't know if she was trying to take something that was his. And in response, he thought that the best thing to do was to like shove her. But you can see in the video that she's just like sitting on the, the elevator floor, mm -hmm. which I don't appreciate because, and it looked like she like limped out of it. So that type of rough play is so toxic. I don't care who started it. I don't care whose fault it was. I do think that it is a man's responsibility to shut shit down. Um, He didn't, but that's when it is time to leave a relationship regardless of cheating too. Like when things got to get physical, it's time to end it. Yep. Exactly. That's how I feel. When it get physical, when it get cheaty, when it get like, that's when you have to, because it's, I feel like it's only going to go down from there. Yeah. I mean, people are saying on social media, like, oh, you guys are trying to cancel Quavo, but it's like, okay, cool. Let's just talk about the facts. The facts are that he did push her into the elevator. He did prevent her from getting out of there and she did limp out. So you don't need to have a master's degree in like anything to understand. Yeah, and like you said earlier, good. it's just like he looked like he she looked like she didn't want to go in an elevator and he pulled her in there. Exactly. Um I also noticed that she was trying to get like an orange briefcase. Um, I think you or like your dad was saying that looked like a gaming briefcase that she was trying yeah. to take. So I don't know if he was mad because she was like trying to take his game or whatever the case may be, but to let her take that damn game. That's not worth you pushing somebody down into an elevator, not letting them leave and then letting them limp out. Like without context, this is still bad. With context, it's going to be bad. Like it's just mm -hmm. what it is. He definitely pushed her into the elevator and she limped out. Mm -hmm. I don't care what she did first. I don't care what she did first. Like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's too much of these quote unquote tough guys getting tough with women or people that they feel like maybe can't give them a run for their money. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's definitely corny. Cause I've definitely been in a tussle with a man before, but they never touched me. They just, <laughs> sorry, not a tussle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to fight? I want a tussle. But yeah, like I've been in a tussle and they just like either told me to like stop. And that's another thing. That's when I knew that it was just not okay for yeah. me to be there. Cause you're not, you, you aren't supposed to put your hands on people. Right. Exactly. That's when it's time to say, okay, we've entered to the toxic zone, toxic zone, toxic zone, toxic zone. Mm -hmm. It's time to go. 
So yep. um, shouts to Sweetie for doing what she had to do for pulling the plug. Um, Quavo was mad, but like he just he just seems like an idiot to me. Like that's all I got to say. He just gives me idiot vibes. Yeah, like especially saying um, you're not the woman yeah. I thought you were. Yeah. No, nigga, I'm smart. I'm definitely not the woman you thought I was. Definitely not. So let's get into the sunken place, and this is gonna be very quickly. <laughs> this is gonna be so quick. Don't you guys worry. But um, Chet Hanks, I think he was in the sunken place before for speaking. Um, <laughs> Pet uh, Petois. Yeah, I'm just like you are not Jamaican. Stop doing that. Uh, but he thought he got a he got a hoot out of it, um, and now he's back talking again. Uh, so the other day, this was like a few days ago. Chet gets um, on to some video and he says, I just got this feeling, man, that this summer, it's about to be a white boy summer. Um, so he what? did not elaborate, but then he said, take it how you want. I'm not talking about Trump, you know, NASCAR type white. I'm talking about, you know, me, John B, Jack Harlow type white boy summer. Let me know if you guys can vibe with that. I don't know if there's a survey or anything, but I cannot vibe with that. That sounds, <laughs> sounds fucking terrifying. That really White do sound summer. like a threat. Like, do you understand that the the um the the weight that white men hold in this society, that is terrifying. A white boy summer, like I feel like they are coming. Like, remember when them people um had them pitchforks and they was in khaki? Yeah. Definitely giving that. Here's my thing. Don't weaponize John B against us, right? Because you know black people love John B. Yeah, and John love... B just be chilling. Like John B said, listen, I gave y'all a hit. I understood. I rolled my wave. And now who knows where he is? And that's that's how we should keep it. We should keep it exactly how it is. Jack Harlow, you know, he do his thing. I have nothing against Jack Harlow. Uh, he, he raps, I guess. And it's just like, whatever, you're allowed to do that. But you're not going to take over the summer, okay? No, like first of all, what that, does that entail? Why do why can't colonization? Why do y'all have to take over the summer? Um, like no, no, and it's not the same as hot girl summer because hot girls do not pose a threat. White boy summer sounds like proud boy summer. Like that's what I heard. It do like oh, I just got chills. Like it's so creepy to me. Like, and he has a black daughter. That's a shame. I know Tom and Rita Hanks sit his ass down all the time and be like, why do you want to ruin this family? What do, <laughs> but, we, or what do we do other than love you? But what his, do we do? But his mom was rapping when she was on bed rest. She, for, uh, yeah, she, she, she definitely so, dabbled in that. But that does a, not... That's what somebody was like. Y'all wonder why Chet acted the way he did? <laughs> they, probably the, they probably bring the ruckus, to be honest. I feel like Rita be bringing the out. ruckus. Let me find out that Tom and Rita be in there acting a damn fool. I don't think Tom. I think it's be Rita and Chet. But here's the thing, though. With, with, they at least Rita got enough sense to say, all right, I'm going to do that one video just to lighten the mood because I have COVID, right? And Chet don't have enough sense to be like that inside the house. He be like, bad munting. Big up. <laughs> like, you Unprovoked. know that is a threat, right? Again, you do know that is a threat. He be doing this unprovoked, may I add. And my biggest fear is that I'll run into him in person. <laughs> Why would you run into him? I don't know. I feel he like seemed like he don't. Whole, he seemed nah, like he I'm don't a, leave LA. I feel like I'm gonna see him at Whole Foods. <laughs> I feel no. like I'm gonna see him at Whole Foods, and he could be like, "Hey, can you show?" I'm like, "No, absolutely no, not. such I can't a creep." Anything. I really feel like I really can't picture him leaving LA. I can picture him being anywhere he think black people are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he 
he is so like, how is he like? Everybody keep on saying, how is he a real person? Yeah, and I just want to like part. And of this me, nigga name is Chet. Chet is such a name. Like, is it short for? I don't care. Let me stop. I was about to get into it. I looked at his name is Chester. Are you kidding me? Chester Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Chester Hanks got to be one of the whitest names I've ever heard in my life. He is, he only 30? He's wearing a No way. Chet is definitely Ew, You said no way. <laughs> Chet is given 38. Like what? He was happening? born in 1990. No, he's not near me. That's how I feel. <laughs> really? Oh, Colin is his half brother. So who Colin? That's another. Uh, Colin Hanks. He was in a house bunny. He was in. Uh, I'm trying to think. He was in Dexter. He was in. Um, <laughs> I've seen him before. I had no clue he was related to Tom Hanks, but he looks like him. Yeah, Chet. I mean, Colin Hanks. They have. Bro- oh, Rita is his. Rita is his mom. Mm-hmm. Oh well, why he looks like Tom did? That's oh, because they got the same haircut. No, yeah, R- Rita and uh, Chet. I mean, Rita is Chet's mom. Huh? Rita Wilson. So Chet is not um so Chet is both Tom Hanks and Rita Hanks' child. Yes. But but Colin Colin Hanks is half Rita's child. I think he might no, he is only Tom Hanks then. He is he Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is Samantha Lowe's uh child. Oh. Tom Hanks is his dad. They said okay. half brothers because they got the same dad. Okay, cool. I was getting freaked out because I'm like, he really do look like Tom Hanks, but and like he's giving for his gump. He do look like Tom Hanks. He looks like Tom Dang, it's a lot of them. Uh, Truman else? Hanks, Elizabeth Hanks. What? They got um, all these kids? I did not know that. Truman Hanks? Well, Truman and and Chet are brothers. They got same mom, same dad. Okay. Colin and Elizabeth, they, um, they Tom is just, they all got the same dad. Tom Hanks was out here getting busy, yeah. okay? He was clapping all the cheeks. <laughs> This nigga was out here. Tom raw, Hanks? Raw dog. Not Tom. <laughs> Tom was raw bitches. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. He's like, come on, Rita. Sign on. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> what? Iman, too much. <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. I did not know Tom Hanks was out here making kids like that. <laughs> This is so embarrassing on Wikipedia. It's a four, including Colin and Chet. <laughs> oh my God. Like the fact that Tom Hanks was getting busy. I can't believe he was out here. Freaky ass. I love it. <laughs> Freaky forest. Freak ball. <laughs> Freak ball time. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Who knew? <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember. Every time I try to think of Tom Hanks' voice, it's simply Forrest Gump. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could show you this picture of him right now. You can send me the link. Oh yeah, I sent it box. to you. He look unusual. <laughs> I want my phone, but he look yeah, he look I don't know why I just decided to do research on the Hanks family. Well, guess what? I really you know I love a random family dynamic fact. Like I, I feel like once a week I look up Joaquin Phoenix and their siblings, like and his siblings. Yeah, them niggas be deep. Don't he look different I feel this like picture he- of chet hanks is so scary oh my gosh y'all if y'all google chet hanks it's a picture of him when he was younger and his eyes are like piercing blue 
No, he looks so scary to me. He looked like I could picture blood on his face, like he, because he looked like a murderer. Let me see. We taking no. Oh wow. Oh wow, wow, wow. He looks like Reese a little bit from Malcolm in the middle. A little bit. His daughter is so cute. Yes. Um, I feel like I gotta just send some prayers to like Tom, Tom. and Rita, I really don't <laughs> think that they want this. Like they don't want this. Every cause you know, they're very like low key. Like they don't use social media like that. Him on there like Badmanting. It's so humiliating. It's just so humiliating. But um, yeah. Just no white, no white boy summer. We already that's called every summer, honestly. Because yeah, like that yeah. made me want to lock the doors. That is so <laughs> lock the doors. But it made me want to lock the door with that thing, like you know that thing you push shut, like you push like thing. a padlock. Yes, like a padlock. It made me. Wanna it made me want to go in a panic room, like what Jodie Foster was in. Mm -hmm. I just take my inhaler out and be like, okay, I only have I'm to just, be here. They're for coming. The rest of summer. <laughs> They're coming. That sounds terrible. He really needs to think about. He really needs to open up a history book. And <laughs> white men are not are no one's favorite. Not even other white men. He wants also to the scariest part is he has merchandise and it literally has Proud Boy font. Yeah, it's given like my great grand my great great granddaddy has uh been the leader of, of White Boy Summer and I'm gonna be the lead, leader of White Boy Summer and my <laughs> child gonna be the leader of White Boy Summer. That's what it gives me. Yeah. And I don't like that at all. It's no way. Also, random, happy birthday to Celine Dion. Oh, absolutely. Happy birthday to Celine Dion because, like, she has definitely helped me through this pandemic. I know that's shocking. But, like, <laughs> it's <her> not <laughs> to me. <laughs> her music has really given me a lot. And I'm just so thankful for her. I was, like, on YouTube one night looking at her live performances. And I'm like, you know what you do when you have nothing else to do? You look up Celine Dion's live performances and it benefits you. Benefits your mental health. Period. Like, oh my gosh, one of my favorite songs that I heard is I Drove All Night. Ugh. Oh my gosh. I, I remember gotta... she performed it on Oprah. I'm Alive is my, one of my favorite songs I heard. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. God. When she said I'm Alive, I'm like, you damn right. I am Alive. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, we're going to end some The Sunken Place right there. I don't think Chet Hanks will ever leave The Sunken Place. He just lives there. Um, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to get caught into any of his, like, his bullshit again. Like, this is it. He's just, this is who he is, you know? So let's get into the com common senses. So it's just recently marked the year of this panty. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it. It's been, like, the more, both the longest year and, like, also, like, the shortest year of mm -hmm. my life. I feel like a lot of people can um, relate to those feelings of just, like, where has the time gone? But you also felt every single day. Yeah, and, like, I low-key also feel like I aged 30 years. I don't know who I was in November. Like, I'd be looking at pictures of me in December, and I'd be like, yeah, but I've grown. <laughs> I'm not her anymore. If you knew me in December, you don't know me now. Yeah. Like, that's just it. Like, it's just so much growth. I don't... I was saying, like, we when we wanted to... We want to talk about the level up and, like, just the growth that we've had this year. Um, and usually I start that off with being like, oh, like, let's talk about life before this. But I don't remember. Same. Because it's some things that happen and like, I keep on getting confused because there's some things that happen in 2000. Like, I, I come only the last thing I remember about like 2019 in particular was um, I remember going to the loony bin and I remember going to 
um, California. I remember all the trips I took. I remember all the trips I took. And I remember, um, yeah, I remember all the trips I took. And I remember going to the Looney Van, which was a trip too. Um, <laughs> but after that, I'm just like, the beginning, because I had um, I had met up. I know we said he wasn't going to talk about it, but I had met up with my um, my old manager from um, the last job that I had. And we were talking about, I mean, we got to laugh about it, but we was talking about the last day. Um, of work that we had and I vividly remember it like it's crazy because I don't know if anybody else had this feeling but I had a weird feeling that something was going to stop like mm. okay so we remember because me and her was talking and we remember Kobe died that was a weird day at work yeah um and then after that um we started hearing about like coronavirus and I remember I was freaked out because I caught because I catch the bus so I thought that if I wore a mask on the bus, I would be okay. And then at work, they said we weren't allowed to wear a mask because um, that would look like uninviting to people. And it wasn't clear yet. At that point, yeah. the CDC was saying don't. Yeah. So, and I only wore on the bus because I was like near a lot of people. And I remember being freaked out about when I used to get on the bus when um, Ebola was happening. So I was just like freaked out about that. And the last day I was at work, I remember we were spraying everything down. We were spraying stuff so much with Lysol that one of our coworkers got sick. Um, we just kept on spraying and cleaning. And then I remember going to the bathroom because I got an email from our, um, like, the, the regional manager. And on the email, it said, like, wash your hands. And we didn't have a bathroom in our store. We had to use the mall bathroom. And it was no it was no soap in a mall bathroom, I remember, and no paper towels. And me and my manager were upset about that because we like, well, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? Like, this is happening. Like, they tell us to wash our hands and then we, we go to the bathroom. Soap. Like, yeah. you should have that when it's not a pandemic. Right? So then we, I had, I was going on, like, I had, like, some, uh, I had accumulated some, like, days. So I had, like, I was on a mini vacation before my birthday. And, um, I just remember, uh, my manager, my store manager calling me and was like, um, yeah, we're going to be out, um, for two weeks. And I was like, okay. Like, I'm thinking like, oh, my vacation got extended. Um, and then I was trying to book a tattoo appointment and my tattoo artist was like, oh, like, this is the only day that me and my, uh, me and my boyfriend have off the same time. So no, like I'm not taking anything right now because I, I was supposed to have a tattoo appointment in New York, but then people were like, don't come to New York or something like that. Like they were like, yeah, that's what people were like, like. New York started quickly becoming like, yeah. Yep. That's why I remember it. Kept, yep. You're right. You know, it, kept, it was becoming an epicenter and people were saying like, don't like people were saying, don't come to New York. So I had a tattoo. It's crazy. Cause I still have not gone to New York to get that tattoo. I, I got to do another $50 deposit, but honestly, I don't even care. But I was supposed to, so I didn't go. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, if I can't go to New York, I'm going to go get a tattoo in Philly. Like, it's nothing. Um, And it's crazy that, um, you know, it's, I was just thinking about it. It's crazy that my tattoo artist said, oh, this is the only day. It's special because this is the only day that this weekend is the only day that me and my partner have off together. And it's crazy because after that, it's like everybody was off. 
Exactly. Um, it wasn't the only weekend like she thought. <laughs> yeah, and it that's so crazy to say that you thought that was going to be the only weekend that y'all had off together. And then it ended up being, like, months. Because I forgot when tattoo shops and stuff eventually opened. I feel like they just opened, like, maybe, like, the summer. Um, If that, like, the tours the end of the summer. So that was crazy. And that's, like, the only thing. That's what the I remember. After that, I just remember just being in my house. Yeah, I mean, I definitely remember freaking out. I started panic buying. Um, oh, yeah. And I remember, Iman, you was trying to have a sleepover. Classic Iman. Yeah, I was trying to... I think I was just wanted to be quarantined like with you or yeah. somebody because I was freaked out. But prior to like the official, like, oh, like, you know, it took us a few weeks to realize, like, oh, we in this thing, huh? And I started hearing like little shit. I just kept going to the supermarket every day, every day, getting frozen goods, getting canned goods, getting everything I could so that like in case... I'm like, worst case scenario, I'll just have a lot of frozen food. Um, I could give it to somebody. I could eat it. I could do all these different things. But it's like wild where the, like the one time I was actually paranoid, the shit that I thought would happen, like it was actually worse than that. And so it was it was just wild to see that. But again, like we don't I, I still get actually really stressed out thinking about that beginning time. I don't really like to talk about it because I'm not I feel like it's not behind us yet. So mm -hmm. it's hard. But so instead, we chose to kind of just talk about like. Just like what happened, because like what the, the 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 growth that's happened, the inevitable growth. Because some people be saying shit like, "I'm so thankful for this pandemic because it's helped me to grow and blah blah blah." The bottom line is, I'm not thankful for this pandemic because it's killed a lot of people. It's put a lot of mm -hmm. people in a really bad way. Um, it's really put some stress onto our healthcare professionals. It has really it took my mentee away. Like you know, I lost a student, and that's still. I don't even think that like the gravity of that has hit me yet because like we haven't seen anyone. So. It just feels like she's still quarantined, but then I have to realize, like, whoa, no, 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 that's not what happened. You know, my grandmom got it. That was a huge scare. My mom and my little brother, like, a lot of people, a lot of my friends and family got it. Like, a lot of people were scared. Your mom is a healthcare worker, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just been, a, it's been terrible for a lot of people. But the bottom line is, like, none of us asked for it, but all of us got it. And with hard times come growth. And, like, it's so funny because me and Sabria made this list, like, and what we said from the pandemic was decisions have been made, <laughs> habits have been broken, and things have been realized. So we just want to get into that. Decisions have been made, habits have been broken, and things have been realized. So we got a few leading questions to kind of get us through this. Um, so yeah, we're skipping the start of the pandemic because that's still so scary. Like at that time, I was having dreams about Don Lemon because I was watching the news. So yes, I wanted you to stop. I couldn't. I could not stop. I, my mom was like, you have to give a break. And I'm like, anything new about this shit, I need to know. Because what the fuck is going on? I never, ugh, again, trying to avoid talking about it. Never forget when Delaware was the first state in March to say we not opening up until like June. Mm -hmm. And I had to get my ass up and walk on the porch because I'm going to hold the fuck up. I've been yep. in this house for two weeks and it's been too much. And I called my mom. I'm like, why did Delaware say June? They know something that the rest of these niggas is dragging their feet to announce like Delaware is everybody else is going to follow their lead because that's what kept happening like one state would say something extreme and then the rest of the states would slowly follow next thing you know June July and then we went through that whole it just was a lot so 
we just want to talk about like maybe some of the the like more the tougher moments um that happened during this pandemic. Be transparent about like what we went through because I don't think that many of us really like had an opportunity to check out the way we wanted to. A lot of us, especially people like me, like um who's or or healthcare workers who who whose work is supporting people, you don't have the option to step back because people need you even more. But it's like mm-hmm. what's the toughest moment? How did we get through it and what did it teach us? Um I think for me, um I'm not going to lie, like when I first, when they first told us that our job, like I had lost my job in uh, July and um, they really did a good job of, I always say this, they really did a good job of like, you know, um, you know, paying us throughout up until they couldn't anymore. Mm. Um, And I feel like it's crazy because at the time I was, I was kind of relieved because I'm like, okay, now I could do something else. But then I was like, oh my gosh, looking for a job in the middle of a pandemic. Like at the time it was like the only thing you could do was work at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, everything and, was closed. Yeah. Everything was closed. Um, also, you don't know if the job security is like, you know, what the hell? Because you don't know if something, they hire people and then they have to, you know, let people go. Um, because of, you know, cause at first my job, they, they didn't want to say it, but they were going to let go of the sales associates because, um, sales associates at, um, the place that I worked at, they can't, you know, do return. I mean, they can do returns, but they can't open a register, open a store, close the store down. So they were saying that like, they were going to let go of the sales associates and just keep the managers. And I'm just like, damn, that's really sad. But like, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, so it just was like very confusing but now um it's uh it's it's a it's the hardest it wasn't hard when it first initially happened because also I it was the first time that I didn't feel alone because I've lost a job before um and I felt very alone um because it was during a time where it was when uh society was functional and you know everybody had a job so I felt like very alone. I felt like, you know, like a loser because I and I just felt like down on my luck. But this time it's strange because millions of people have lost their job. Literally millions. Most literally I, we all know somebody who's lost who hasn't made it out of pandemic. We all know multiple people, I'm willing to bet. Literally multiple people who have lost their job. So I did not feel alone. I just felt like, well, damn, like what the hell am I gonna do? Um, and then it was scary because with the unemployment stuff, it's just like, uh, cause so many people were applying. So it's like literally, um, me and my old coworker, we were helping each other because I, I went like two months without, um, without active income. So, and I'm glad that I had, I had money saved up cause everything was closed. So I had, and I was just in a house, so I had saved up money. So I went two months without any income and like not being able to talk to anybody about when the funds would be, um, there. Um, I had no, and I'm, since I just came from a job where, 
Um, I was able to talk to people, talk to HR, email HR, whatever. And then going from that and my job just being like, oh, you're on your own. It yeah, was like and unemployment was overwhelmed. To the and they're still with. overwhelmed because yeah. I'm like going through something right now this week. And it just was like, oh, my gosh. And like some days I get frustrated, like I, because only out of um comfortable like being comfortable and um I and like I I'm a, a somewhat of a morning person I kind of did enjoy getting up in the morning and like just being like functional and stuff like that and like I have a hard time making my own schedule like for instance if I'm doing something like my personal work I'll start doing it in the afternoon um as opposed to the morning because it's just like my structure or whatever and I want to you know still working on trying to apply the things that I did at work to um my own stuff. But um some days I just be thinking like, oh, I missed my job because everything was just, it was so, I didn't realize until I lost it that everything was so easy. Like uh, my health insurance, like the other day, um my, I went to um this my doctor's office that I, I've been going to for years and I had to take a almost $30 Uber to South Philly and I go to the doctor's office and I get there and they're like, oh, sorry, like we don't take the insurance that you have. And that moment, it was like, it, it, it's crazy because like stuff like that can like just trigger everything back to the beginning of the pandemic because at the end of the day, if the pandemic never happened, I would have never lost my, you know, insurance um, that I had through my job and I would have never went through that and I would have never felt like I wasted my money. But then in the same token, sometimes when stuff like that happened, I think if I would have had my job, I would have never been able to go to that doctor's appointment. Because Because my job, like it was such a small store and I was assistant manager. So like, I, like for instance, we had great dental insurance and like, I wasn't able to go to the dentist because yeah, exactly. So it's either I, it's either I go to my primary care or I go to my dentist. It's not, I can't go to both. So it's just like stuff like that. I just be thinking about like, well, damn, like it's just so, it's, I guess like you would say like it catch 22. And also another thing that's hard is I still feel, it's not that I feel, it's, I would say a little bit, I don't feel, since we we're getting back to Black Girl Bunch, I don't feel stagnant. But um, since I lost my job, I'm in between um, pursuing like, you know, being a full time, I would say like, you know, influencer and doing mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and looking for jobs. And I and I feel kind of like lost because nobody has the right answer. Not even me. Like nobody mm-hmm. can tell me straight up like, um, yeah, you should do that. And no, because it's like at the same time, you know, we do need to have, you know, survival jobs. But then at the same time, you hear so many success you stories. Challenge with- yourself to not have a survival job, just to throw yourself into your other creative work, dedicate all your time to yourself. Exactly. Seems like the it's not only the dream, but it seems like something you owe yourself. Exactly. And like you hear about, for instance, I always think about how Taraji was like, she with a kid, she went to California with like $500. Kid Cudi did the same thing in New York. He was sleeping on people couch she had five hundred dollars and like madonna same thing and it's just like all these people doing these things um with you know so little and i'm like should i just keep on rocking out and just keep on doing stuff and see you know what sticks and keep um what's the word like i guess cultivating like the stuff that i'm doing like you know cultivating you know 
um, the podcast and like working on, you know, our social media and stuff like that. I'm like, should I just keep on going? Because if you don't, um, it's just like, you know, working out, if you don't stay, you know, consistent and seeing what happened, you'll never know. Yeah, so, you do. And you, I do think that you owe it to yourself to see, like, I think you owe it to yourself to see, but if there's a full-time job that like catches your attention, then it's like, sure, why not? But other than that, I would encourage anybody in that same boat. You know, if I were you and if you can survive, you know, it does depend a lot on like your survival and stuff like that. I would try my best to follow my dreams because like I said, so much shittiness has come out of this pandemic. Like if you can find any light or any opportunity, that's life. You have to be agile enough to say this ain't what I asked for. But since this bitch is here, let me see what I can do to benefit. Right. Because like, look at freaking, um... Young barbecue, booked and busy through a pandemic. Yep. Yeah. And that's just a reality of any moment. Like some people going to get messed up, but then the hand sanitizer industry is eating. So it's just like, it's like you, you get to decide how to make, like life is just unpredictable. You get a chance to decide like, all right, I didn't create this terrible situation, but I can find, um, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel. Like I'm not wrong for doing it. Exactly. You got to yeah. you got to uh shine that light in that tunnel. No, I definitely feel like your tough moments are all fucking real. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it, especially, you know, losing your job. This has been one of the worst economic crises in American history. Yeah, because every I feel like uh, not to toot my horn. I feel like I'm taking it pretty good. I think like, so, I'm, too. I don't want to be like, oh, woes me. But someday I be having some days where I'm like, it's just one of them days. <laughs> Sabrina, <laughs> I did not expect you to say. <laughs> I be feeling like that, but then I be thinking, "Oh my gosh!" Like at least I could go. I can go to the gym way more than I. I exactly. Was, it was so hard for me to go to the gym. Um, at uh, when I was working, and I'm like, I could literally, if I wanted to. That's why one week I literally went to the gym five days in a row. Yeah, and we definitely gonna get into those like the opportunities that this pandemic has provided for us. Um. But yeah, like for me, the toughest part was losing money because everybody know I'm a hustling ass fool. And that has always been me. Like if I don't got enough money, I'm just going to give me another job. I'm going to find me another hustle. But shit stopped. Okay. Everything stopped. I only, not only did I only have my full-time job, I have not survived off of one stream of income and I can't tell you how long, but like my job had to make some changes in order to keep people, which means we used to have like paid like damn near nothing a month for our benefits, but we had to change our whole benefits plan. So a lot of us started being charged a lot more money. Um, Things around your community was more like food was more money. Like, you know, the need to have food in your apartment was really, really huge. Mm -hmm. Like your utilities and stuff cost more because now you're inside all the time. There were no breaks. Like there were just no breaks, especially like if you're someone that like people think on paper make a decent amount of money. Like they don't think about all the other things that shot up. Like, for example, I had a girlfriend who had to go back to work. And so she had to then take her children out of public school and put her in this expensive as private school. It's like, yeah, she got her job, but look at what else this pandemic has cost her. Like, look at the cost. And like, I think I've probably hit like an insane financial low. Like I was not in a position prior to the pandemic to just be cool. But then when the pandemic happened, it just made it worse. And I had always beat myself up for not really 
being a you know smartest person financially but then like sometimes it just comes down to the fact that some of us are poor like that's just it like it's like how can you out how can you out find like financially responsible poverty away you know that's what I had to think about you know I've realized that now and then Thank God for you, Sabria, because that moment when I hit my fucking low, when I called you walking through the park because I was just so upset that something money happened, I felt like I was getting hit after hit after hit after hit with just financial shit. And I just felt like it was like I was drowning and nobody gave a fuck. Like the government didn't give a fuck. My landlord didn't give a fuck. Nobody cared. And it's just like, you can go say, oh, well, I can't be evicted. It's not as simple as that. Like that shit is all going to be waiting for you at the end of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. you might as well just do what you can now to pay everything and keep everything cool. So it's just, it just, it hit me. Like I had a moment where I literally called, I've cried in the park so many times during this pandemic, but that time I just needed to talk and I just literally sniffled for like 15, 20 minutes. But by the end of that sniffle session, I was like, I will fucking never let money make me feel worthless again. Like I will never make let money make me feel worthless. I'm alive. I'm doing my best. I'm working hard. I am trying my fucking best. I work so hard. Like I work so hard and I really feel like shit because my dollar, even though I'm putting in the same effort as maybe somebody who might be, you know, making more money than me, it's just that the value is not adding what I want. So now I don't feel good. That's a dangerous mindset. That's so dangerous because then when you start feeling worthless, then what's stopping you, what's keeping you alive when you Mm -hmm. feel worthless? And I'm letting, that's when capitalism won for a minute. And I'm like, I will never let this happen again. Okay. Any financial situation that you have, you will get out of it because life is about weather and storms. Like you have to keep your head straight. You have to have healthy coping mechanisms. You can't lose it. You can't lose it. You can't. Not over money. You can't. So I had to have that moment myself as you, you're, you're worth more than whatever you're crying about. First of all, I look back on it. It was so fucking dumb. Like it was dumb, but I felt like the world to me. So I had to really understand that my finances are not a reflection of my worth. Um, also, I had to like let go of control. Like, if you know me prior to this pandemic, I was a person who had my life planned out up into the next few months. Like, that's just how I was. This pandemic has absolutely robbed all of us of that security of, of planning ahead. Like, we mm-hmm. can't do that because well, you just don't know. But the honest truth is, you never knew from the beginning. When you were planning ahead, you were just imagining, you were make believing. You don't know what can happen in life that could just erase your calendar. So, to me, it just kind of forced me to to surrender control. And I, that's very hard for a person like me. I feel like let, controlling your your schedule is the key to success. And in reality, I've learned from this pandemic that being like flexible and adaptive is the key to success. Like mm-hmm. who survives isn't the strongest, isn't the smartest, isn't the most beautiful. It's the person who's most adaptive, mm-hmm. who's willing to say like whatever I thought about before this pandemic absolutely doesn't matter. And that's sad, but what it is what it is. So I'm very happy that like I've I, you know I was able to get get through those moments of like, oh, I don't have control. Oh, I don't have money. And finally, the worst thing for me was losing like um my mentee. You know, like I said, it just was it just was a tough time. I literally was like, I found out while I was like walking through the park and it was just terrible. And, you know, I just it just it's just it was a terrible thing to know somebody so young and who just graduated from school 
it, it was rough. That's all yeah. I can say. And I found out somebody that I, um, somebody, one of my coworkers from uh, Terror Behind the Walls had oh, passed yeah. out. And I didn't know they passed away. And I didn't know that they passed away until like a few months later. Yeah. Um, that was very like, it was just so, it was so bizarre. And like, I know they had like a pre-existing conditions, but I felt like Same. they, I felt like they um, probably would have, had a better chance if it wasn't you know a pandemic yeah and i also feel like you know i i always took covid seriously because i hate to be a person that has to wait for something to happen to me before i take it seriously i hate people like that i think that you should be able to be empathetic and not wait for it to touch like your house before you feel that way Mm -hmm. but um that was one of those that it's inevitable that when something happens to you it hits different. When a son happens to somebody, you know, I just can't believe it. Like, I just think about it, you know, and I had a conversation with her. And I remember her saying, like, I wasn't feeling well. So that just replays in my mind, like her voice and me saying, well, what's going on? You know, what's happening? No clue. No clue what was about to happen. So again, just surrendering that control and understanding that, you know, life is short, life is precious. Like you definitely have to um, celebrate people and give them their flowers while they're here because you just never know what can happen. I feel like the fragility of life has just come into play so much during this. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There have been some really tough moments, and but you you should not feel guilty for acknowledging moments of joy. So with that, we just want to talk about a few moments of joy we experienced like throughout this pandemic to keep us afloat. I agree. So what are your few moments, a few moments of joy for you? Um, my few moments of joy would probably have to be when, um, on Halloween, uh, when, uh, my niece and, uh, her grandma like came over a house and we watched movies. Um, we were in my backyard. Um, we got our back. It's crazy. Cause we got our backyard That's done fantastic. like before, before everything like hit. So it was just so nice to be able to go in the backyard and do things. And it was just so fun also to record, um, Instagram live in the backyard. And like, I feel like we had some like a very iconic moments. Um, that was very fun. Um, also, another thing was, um, well, that's probably, well, most recently, um, definitely getting back, um, to the gym because I had missed it. I missed being active. Um, also like me walking Rocco every day, just like being like, okay, um, there's some things you could still like, it's okay. You can function, like ease your way into, um to functioning. Um, because I realized for me, I'm somebody that I need structure and I'm trying to work on it because I really feel like I've been needing structure from other people. Like, um, if some, like, I don't want to say like authoritative, like for instance, I'm very good at working a job. Like I'm very, like not to toot my own horn, but I'm very good at like Every time I've I've worked at a job, like I've just been very good. Um, if it's a structured place, if I don't have structure, I feel like I um am not my best self, um, which I don't like. Um, but I feel like now that I'm starting to create some kind of a structure for myself, um, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting back to, um, me. 
Now that structure part is real. That's what I learned early on in the pandemic because the days were just starting to blend. And I'm like, what the fuck do I need? And it's that structure, which I have such a strong um, structure and schedule now. So shouts to structure. Um, moments of joy for me have definitely been connecting with outdoors. Like I've lived in North Philly my entire life, but I had never had a chance to like check out some of the parks and stuff. Like we went to the beach, went hiking. We went pump to the pumpkin patch, like all of those things were really, really rewarding. Um, also, working out has been like I was trying to get back into working out before the pandemic, but it just I wasn't as connected. You know, I was mm -hmm. just doing it because I didn't want to gain weight. Um, whereas now I don't even think about how much how I look as much as I'm trying to be in the gym to keep my keep my mental on point. You know, it's just mm -hmm. for me a healthy coping mechanism and. God, do I need a healthy coping mechanism, right? So that has been really, really good. And also just seeing my growth, man, I had struggled with some things my whole life, such as issues with control and having high anxiety. And it wasn't, I feel like, until this pandemic that I was really forced to look at myself and get it together, get it under control. Like, just that isolation from other people and that self-development is just, oh, my God, I'm a different bitch. Like, if you knew me before this, you don't know me. That's how I feel. You really <laughs> don't know me. If you knew me before this, you have no clue who I am, vice versa. I know I'm not the only one. And I'm really excited to see... Well, I'm I'm excited. I'm a little nervous to see how this pandemic has impacted people because it hasn't impacted everyone positively, especially if you're someone who had mental illness, especially if you have like, you know, they say substance abuse is at an all time high. And I can see that. Like, I see that walking through Philly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just crazy now. Violence is crazy now. But if you were one of those people who were really able to hone in and develop, then that's like that's something to be proud of. You can't deny that you are tough, like you are strong. You should like be proud of yourself for that. Um, I'm proud of myself for that. And it's something I want to continue to do. Like, I think I understand after surviving this, how to be agile. Like when shit ain't going my way, then all right, let's, let's find a new way. That's just it. Like it's no conversation. It's not, oh, but I wish, but I want, it's over. How do I go? And I really like I what do? you, I really like what you said about how um, earlier, how it's about like, um who survives is like the um who can adapt because that's that's very true think about roaches you know what i mean they definitely aren't the like fiercest most fierce fighter or anything but they've survived some crazy shit in the world and it's because they are adaptive and i guess the moral of this podcast is be a roach you know be a in, roach in conclusion be a roach be a roach um but yeah some sturdy growth i'm very proud of just you and all my friends. I feel like we bodied this pandemic. <laughs> well, let's so hope. Let's, I mean, knock on wood. <laughs> We're not out of it. We're not in the clear. I just continue <laughs> to hope that everyone stays safe, continues to like lean into the discomfort uh, and, and lean into healthy coping mechanisms. Find you something healthy to get that damn aggression, anxiety, whatever you're feeling. And guess what? If that healthy coping is binge watching Netflix, then you sit your ass on that couch and you watch Gilmore Girls. That's what you do. Um, That's very true true like i feel like also another thing that um i mean i'm still fighting with it but another thing this pandemic taught me is like you're not a loser for having fun because like i always <laughs> thought <laughs> i know that sounds crazy what? but if y'all knew how my brain works it is very <laughs> it gets dark yeah and I like 
for instance, like for me, like before this pandemic, I felt like such like I know there's so many people that work retail and like I was an assistant manager, but like I just felt like I felt like, OK, everybody else is better than me. Like I just felt like when, the way I'm doing it is so wrong. And like then finding out how um, maybe some people had lost their job and they had to go to retail or finding out that more people than I knew worked in retail and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, so I wasn't being I wasn't doing a bad job. I, I wasn't because like, I just get so hard on myself but also like how I didn't I love video games and comic book stuff and I wasn't like you know very I was like I will always buy comic books and stuff but I wasn't so like engulfed in it how like I really wanted to because I'm like oh if this doesn't bring me money if it doesn't bring any um you know this and the third I'm just like whatever and it's just like I have to this pandemic made me like stop thinking about that like if something isn't lucrative um, financially, then I, sometimes I would think that it's not, um, important, yeah, which is, that's, that's so, not right. Yeah. It's not right at all. Like you, like, and I think that this pandemic has kind of taken us back to like, um, what life was like before a lot of technology, like in some ways we lived online, but in other ways it was like, um, we kind of went back to the way things were before. Like, how did people connect? What did they do? Oh, they read books. Oh, they watched this. They entertained themselves outside of, like, always being around other people. So I am thankful for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. Um, We survived the year. That's something to be proud of. We did what we had to do. Um, and that brings us to, you know, gratitude. I'm thankful that your birthday is coming up. Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot. Uh, i really almost forgot thank you so much um yeah it's last birthday the thing is i don't care like to do anything like extravagant like for this birthday but um i don't want to spend it how on my last birthday because like i was in the house and i was playing grand theft auto and uh, (laughs) um and no that's enough (laughs) i did it but because there was nothing else to do but like I was just thinking about it like I had like all my makeup on and stuff and I'm just playing this video game and I'm like that's like kind of sad but um anyway I'm happy <laughs> that is <laughs> I'm glad things are a bit more open and I'm very grateful that I was able and fortunate enough to be able to be vaccinated um because I feel a little bit better about navigating um but yeah um i am grateful those are the things that i'm you know grateful for and i'm excited to see you um for my birthday and whoever else i decide probably you and the usual suspects but um yeah yes absolutely i'm thankful for that i'm thankful that the weather is nice again man winter was a killed fucking it was a kill it's crazy because i know like trainer stuff be like summer bodies are made of winter but it is so hard for me to work out like it's always been like this since like i first started working out it's so hard for me to work out in the winter time and um i feel more alive when like the sun stays up longer and stuff and i get like more excited when the weather is warmer so also that's another thing that i'm trying to i'm trying to dead it like in my mind like some bodies are made of, like you know what it's whatever i'm doing i'm doing what i'm doing you know and you're not doing it for your body you're doing it for your health like in general yeah. so whatever is best for your health is what you got to do i definitely was going to the gym because it was the only fucking place to go during that during the um 
during the winter, but I was injured for most of this winter. So that's something I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that I feel better. Like I'm thankful because I wasn't feeling good for like two months and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm returning back to normal and I appreciate that still some uh, progress. I don't want to say a long road to recovery, but it kind of is. Um, no, I'm happy that I'm feeling better. That's most important. Per. But yeah, guys, um, make sure you guys continue to leave us your reviews. We appreciate it. We um, we loved reading those while we were away, just reminding us of why we do what we do. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Follow us on, that's an Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. Follow me on Instagram at Imam Matei. Follow me on Twitter at It's Matei and Sabria. At it's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. That's it. That's all oh, right. And follow my vegan page, Vegan Bread Style. I'm posting more consistently now. Yes, follow Vegan Bread Style. That's where I be getting my food ideas from. <laughs> so, um, yes, guys, it's been real. We're back. The bitches are back. 